Lord, for all that you do for us, Lord, and for the tithes and the offerings, Lord. We ask you, Lord, multiply them, Lord Jesus, for the things necessary, Lord, to continue to push your name forward, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, you give us to worship you and to praise you, Lord, just to glorify your holy name. Now, Lord, we want to glorify you, Lord, with listening to your word, Lord Jesus, the word that helps us turn it around, Lord, and applying it to our lives, Lord Jesus. Help us to put it to action, Lord Jesus, so that we may find the necessary tools to be able to use the things, uh, these things that are being, uh, being spoken to us tonight, Lord, to help turn things around in our lives, Lord Jesus. In your name we ask this, Jesus, and give you thanks. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to ask for the game will pass up. Amen. God bless everyone this uh, evening, brothers and sisters. Y'all may be seated. Se pueden sentar, hermanos. Dios bendiga a todos. Bless the, uh, the classes, the kids' class. I guess the youth class can stay here tonight. Um, but God bless the group also. We may be able to um, get into a uh, uh, a message this evening that um, was inspired by uh, Sunday's message on enemies of the cross and um, a verse that I, I didn't pick today started inspiring me to the pastor read that I. Uh, I wrote down in Deuteronomies uh, that I started kind of looking into uh, what um, what he was referring to and some of the things he was going over. Um, but I, I had picked this title, uh, I had picked this researching this title uh, a while back because I, I wanted to know what pricked in the heart, man. Anybody, you know, uh, ever heard that or heard, you know, pricked in the heart before? Uh, con el corazón angustiado. Uh, it's from, you know, we've heard it before in, in, here at church. We've heard it in, uh, um, in previous messages. Uh, and when we read in Acts, and we're going to read it here in a little bit. Uh, but just so you understand what pricked in the heart refers to in this case right here, it's provoked to action. Uh, so pricked is provoked to action. Uh, so when, you, when somebody does that, they're provoking you to an action. Another one uh, will, states it as uh, a, a sentiment or a feeling that will come over you that causes you to react uh, in, 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 in different ways. And, uh, and in this case, we're going to read. Now, it, the book of Acts starts, and we've read it before, and, and Brother Lorenzo brought a message uh, uh, a while back, and, and I love that message that he brought also about uh, when the Holy Spirit took over uh, and started using Peter and the power of the Holy Spirit, and, and thank you, the power of the Holy Spirit and, and what it does for us, amen, what the Holy Spirit can do for us. You know, we've we got to understand what the Holy Spirit can do for us. The Holy Spirit can do something against us also, but it's also something for us. El Espíritu Santo, hermanos, los puede, uh, se puede manifestarse en muchas maneras con nosotros. Lo los puede soportar, lo puede dar entendimiento, fuerzas, uh, uh, y, y puede uh, discernir cosas, pero también se puede voltar contra nosotros. It can also turn against us, the Holy Spirit can. And I would like to read about something that I feel like that I'm inspired that I would want the Holy Spirit to be for like this day. Seven weeks after Christ uh, was crucified, we find ourselves here in Acts 2. Seven weeks. 
just so we can put a, a timeline on it. You think about seven weeks and how fresh that would be. I mean, seven weeks, uh, you still, it would still be very, 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 very impactful uh, knowing what had just happened. And we find ourselves here, uh, Peter um, speaking, and Brother Lorenzo brought you know, the message where he mentioned that all of them were talking different languages. And people that were walking around could understand them. But how can these guys, you know, from Judea, speak a language that's my country? And, and, and we could see the power that was happening to set up what the message was going to be for these people. And we start here in Acts 2.22, and I'm going to actually uh, read from my Bible so I can um, read through this because there's going to be some important parts here. But if we start here on Acts 2.22, uh, it states here, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you. Now, what's interesting, just to stay for a second on this verse, is to understand who Peter is talking to here. Remember, seven weeks before this, Jesus was crucified. Jesus was crucified by the people that Peter is about to minister to. Now, seven weeks before, they crucified the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The, the, the people that were against Jesus, that were yelling to crucify him, Were people of, with a lot of pride. Because if you look at the Jewish culture, it's, it's a culture of a lot of pride. A lot of custom. And Jesus came here, and he came a God full of, full of being man, human, What what a sign that God comes to man, comes to a culture full of pride, and he humbles himself. He doesn't come here, and at any moment, when he's hanging on the cross, he says, you know what? (laughs) I can't believe how full of pride these people are. Let's, you know, just send thunder from heaven and angels uh, from heaven and destroy everyone around me. No, he, he humbles himself. And he begins to show something that is so impactful. And if there would have been anything different when he was at the cross, this impact might have not have been as great as we're going to read here. And we continue reading here. It says, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken, and by wicked hands 
have crucified and slain. Now, now, you know, Peter was the one, Peter, for some of you that don't know Peter, you know, some of y'all know, you know, Peter a certain way, but some of y'all don't really know Peter. Peter's the one that ran away. Peter's the one that ran, that denied Jesus. He walked away from him. This ain't Peter, right? This can't be Peter talking here. This can't be Peter, you know, telling it as frank as he's telling it. It's got to be something else. How, how can somebody that just denied Jesus seven weeks before, how come he's not laying in his bed all depressed, all angry at himself, can't believe this? Because something Has gotten them out and in front of people. And I mean, those are some powerful words. I mean, you have to be pretty good with yourself to say the words he's saying. And you got to hear this. I mean, you, you got to understand that what you're about to say, you kind of partake in it a little bit. You denied Jesus, but he's at, a, he's at a state understanding what he did, but receiving God's mercy and grace. And when you receive mercy and grace, you talk differently. You talk with authority. Because see, there's no way that he could have this authority without understanding the purpose of what Christ came and did. The bitterness is going to be taken from Peter here because he's bringing a message of mercy and grace. He's completing what Christ has started here. And we keep on reading here, and it says, And by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosened the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. I love Peter. I mean, Peter, you know, Jesus comes back after the cross and he finds all of them and they're all locked up. They're thinking that what happened, man? Jesus died, man. They're all locked up behind doors. And then it's like, you guys remember this? We, we studied this stuff here. Are you, are you with me? Have you been listening to this stuff? Because I get excited with this because I'm seeing Peter over here and Peter's talking about it like he knew about it the entire time. See, and, 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 and see, this is what this is what revelation, this is what acceptance, this is what submission, this is what this is what knowing the Holy Spirit guiding you will start to create in you. Because you see Peter here talking about, you know, death couldn't hold him back. But yet he was locked up in a room thinking that death had taken him. And we find ourselves sometimes here. As motivated as we can be, but when we leave here, we lock ourselves up in a room. Not expecting, accepting what the word of God said and we were taught on and what we've learned. But we see here Peter differently. A different Peter, a Peter that doesn't care now. 
because he's speaking and there's people there that could have easily said, grab that guy and hang him on a cross also or beat him to death. But now we see a Peter convicted. And when conviction comes over you, anything's possible with God. Conviction draws the Holy Spirit to you because it causes you to not act the norm and not just do the normal thing, but to please God. We keep on reading here. Verse 25, for David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand and I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made me that has made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Oh, Peter's going into the Old Testament there and going to some Psalms of David. See here, how can a fisherman know the Psalms of David in seven weeks? Seven weeks he, you know, he examined the Bible. What was, what, was, what was directing him? What was directing his past? What was motivating him? What was this conviction that made him dig in and made the revelation of, of who Jesus was back to David, who J Jesus is today to him? Esta pasión que tuvo Pedro para dar ese mensaje este día. Conviction. Convicción. Tenemos, hermanos, muchas veces se duerme. El temor viene, el, 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 uh, el caos. Muchas cosas están pasando, los olvidamos. ¿Quién es Dios para nosotros? And we run and we hide. And we deny him. Because we're afraid of what man can do. Instead of knowing what God can do and has done. We keep on reading here. It says, men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried and is, is with us unto this day. Oh, and his, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that the fruits of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He's seeing this before spoke of the resurrection of Christ. Who spoke of it? Man, it's awesome. David, years and years before Christ, spoke of the revelation of the resurrection of Christ and knew the power of that God had. And we see here 
has sworn with an oath according to the flesh he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. We all are witnesses. We all, look at, he's talking seven weeks ago. I'm right here in front of you. Seven weeks ago, it was a mess. It, you we're having Passover festivals. Everybody was in the city hanging out. It was, you know, and it was, and it, it got rowdy. It got rowdy here, and we wanted to see somebody get crucified. We chose a murderer, a robber, a thief over innocent one why why did we decide this peter says what what took us to the state of blindness that's the king of glory the lord of all was in our presence miracles we experienced his love for humanity we saw the humbleness of his heart Picking up the feeble, healing. How, how could we have treated him this way? How could we have done these things? Peter's just dropping down this, this inspired message to people that just seven weeks, seven weeks wanted blood. What could be different? From seven weeks ago, that the same results wouldn't happen this day with Peter, speaking so frankly to the point. I'm amazed by, by the power that God gives us, all of us, that accept Jesus into our lives. We keep on reading here, and it says, Verse 33, therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. What were they now seeing and hearing? A little confused here? Kind of fell asleep on me a little bit? Got to get back in it. The Holy Ghost now was revealing himself through the word, through message. And now they were being revealed who and what Jesus' purpose was here. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now, this is interesting, right? Because he says right here, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now, now this, 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 is, a, this is a strong statement because we've got to remember one thing, that they didn't believe the Messiah. They didn't believe in the Messiah. They didn't believe Jesus had come. They didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They didn't believe this. This is why they killed him. Remember, this, this is a strong statement right here saying that God has made him Lord in Christ. This, this, is, this, is, 
This is a statement that, that, that could have caused a serious, serious ruckus in this environment. This is a statement that we got to understand the, the power that, that, that this last statement Peter gave here. Because we, we read in verse 37, after this, and when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The power, amen, the power of re- revealing, seeing ourselves in our sins. This is an Eve moment when God said, where are y'all? And they had been hiding during this entire, and all of a sudden, the authority spoke there with Peter through the Holy Ghost. And now they were having to come out from the branches, and they're kind of naked, and they're like, Peter, what do we do? First of all, the powerful thing about that statement is that there was an acceptance to what was said. So there wasn't a contradiction. There wasn't a contentious spirit that was there because you could see the Holy Spirit was preparing this moment. And there's power when the Holy Spirit prepares moments. And there's times that we go into moments without the Holy Spirit guiding it or preparing it. And then we sit back and we're like, wow, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that type of result or, or for that to happen. I was expecting something different. But yet, the Holy Spirit wasn't leading us into that. It was our emotion and feeling. But we see Peter here being guided by the Holy Spirit and the conviction that was there with him. And, and, and we see the setup here where it says, Peter, what do, what do we do? Okay, okay, Guilty. We're guilty, Peter. We did this. We killed him. We killed somebody that was innocent. We, we, we did this. We did this. We did this. We did this to somebody that, you know, that was healing, that was, that was, that was anointed. We, we, we did this. We did this. We're, we're, we're guilty. What do we do, Peter? What do we do? Okay. I'm not going to fight you no more, Peter. We're not fighting you no more. We're pricked in our hearts. We're convicted to to do something, what do we do now, Peter? And we see the first thing that Peter says. And we can see this as an inspired moment by God that God gives Peter these words. Because, I mean, what a, what, what a wait to answer when somebody asks you, you just killed the king of glory. How do you fix that? How do you fix that? That's not like, you know, something real simple here. But Peter has the perfect response to it because Peter had experienced the grace and mercy from Christ that inspired the Holy Spirit to give this sermon, that inspired the Holy Spirit to bring this word, this gospel. And we see that he just says the easiest thing. He says, look. 
Then Peter said unto them, simple, repent, be baptized. Repent, be baptized. Repent, be baptized. It didn't say, be baptized. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And, and guess what? When you repent and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for your sins, what, what sins, the sins that you just realized you had, the sins that you were convicted now and I was convicted now, guess what? You're going to get the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost, when you lean on it, when you believe in it, and you believe you've been forgiven and you accepted the mercy and grace, because guess what? I walked with Jesus. I talked with Jesus. And, and, and I denied Jesus. So it's not about walking and talking with Jesus and just playing the routine. It's about understanding who Jesus is. And accepting him for who he is. The mighty God. Everything that we need. When you, when you, when you get to this point and, 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 and you believe that you, that you understand what the repentance was for, that there was a cause against you, that there was damnation, and Christ came and took it. When, when you realize the weight, the, the weight of this cross that pastor talked about on Sunday and, 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 and the power of the resurrection, the repentance, and the baptism in the name of Jesus will bring the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and it's amazing how, how we, 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 we try to figure out cheats I'm a type of person that likes to figure, figure out cheats. I like to cheat at life. I'm not going to lie to you. Margie does too. She looks all crazy. You coupons, right? That's coupons. That's cheating. It's a good cheat. We all try to find easy ways and we're proud of it. We get, I mean, honestly, we want to show, we want to tell somebody, hey, there's a good way of check this out, you know, do it like this. And they, it's, they, they have it for it right now. This is something going on. That's good. And sometimes we want to cheat the word of God. And that's one place that we can't cheat. So we get so used to cheating, to doing things differently, to accepting things differently, and, and we bypass something that's so impactful because we see Peter just seven weeks before running, turning his back. Denying Jesus seven weeks later after accepting what Jesus came to do, we see him now with the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is usually what's going to make things different in your life. Where, where, where people start to notice the power 
of what you say. Because the consistency and the, and the conviction comes after that, what you say. The, 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 the stability, the foundation of what's being said is being done. And we're not just pleasers and speakers only. There's power, there's weight behind the words that are said by you because the Holy Spirit is living in you. The po- see, see, the Holy Spirit, it, 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 it could be asleep in you right now. You, 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 some of you can say, well, I repented, I, I got baptized, and I'm not feeling this, this Holy Spirit. I got baptized in the name of Jesus. I'm not feeling this Holy Spirit. And, and it's dormant. It's asleep right now, just like it was asleep in Peter when Jesus walked and knocked on the door and said, what you guys doing locked up in here? Then when they saw him and they believed and they understood and he left, his spirit there is a comforter. They were taught. A fisherman, not a scholar, was taught about the Psalms of David. Seven weeks later, some of y'all are like, I can't be taught anything. I don't understand anything. I really don't understand what's, you know, what's going on, what's being said at church sometimes. I get lost in the simplest things, and, and I just don't know why. And it's because the Holy Spirit is dormant. It's asleep. And, and what wakes this up is, is our hearts being pricked, our, our conviction being revealed that I've got to get engaged a little bit. I've got to awaken this, this gift that God has given me, that it's free to me once I accept the things that I need to accept and I need to engage in my surroundings by the spirit that God has put in me. The power is in me. The power is in us. The power goes to sleep sometimes, and we need to awaken this spirit. We get up. We might ask for the same thing. Asking God, awaken the spirit. It's in me. The power. Who is you? Come forth from me. And we, if we turn to Titus 2, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation. So, so what brings salvation? You guys can say it. I mean, don't be afraid of it. You see, I, you know, I, I, I see, I see Jonah a little differently now, because you see, Jonah, God wanted to show grace to these people and sent Jonah with the message, and Jonah didn't want to go. Jonah's like, I don't, really? I don't, you want me to talk to these people? You, you want me to minister to these people? Why? I'm not going to do it. 
And, and we see this moment where people, you don't realize that, that the grace of God is not yours. It's his. We're the benefactors of the salvation because of the grace of God. But it's not our decision on who we're going to share grace to. It's to him who gave it. We're just happy we're in it. We're just happy we got it. We're happy we got it like that. We're happy that he gave it to us. But, but, but we, 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 we get so bitter, we get so angry, we get so, you know, put the line in the sand and, and we got to understand that for the grace of God that bringeth salvation here to who? Not just to me, not just to you, to who? Oh, I mean, I, I think you, I think we're struggling with saying it with some, with some power because some of us just want to just selfishly think that it, it just came to me. Some of us just want to think this is just for this was just for me. We got to see the bigger picture here that Peter understood the day of the Pentecost. Peter walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus. He could have easily made this about him, but he made it about all men. This is this is an all men conversation. This is for everyone. That Jesus came for everyone. The salvation came for everyone. Some of us just want to, you know, box it up and just, this salvation came for everyone. We keep on reading here, right? Because this is the, this is the, this is the part of it where, where we, we, we like that easy part where it's for everyone. And, oh, okay, salvation for everyone. But let's see, teaching us. So what did, the, what did the grace come? What did the salvation come for? To teach us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So salvation came from God, the grace of God. And the salvation came to our lives. But it came for a reason here, because it came to teach us that if we accept this salvation in our hearts, these things become easily secondary. Because we see the sacrifice of our king. We see the sacrifice that Jesus came and he gave his life for us, but we don't just take it for granted as something that's just like, oh, wonderful. It was free. This is it. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to. No, it taught us that denying what's ungodly in us, what's from the world, that we should live soberly. What is living soberly? See, see, you know, you know, alcoholism has has taken the word soberly and just and, and destroyed it, right? Because we want to just instantly go, you know. But you know, pastor, I like the way pastor has mentioned it before in the past that you know we got we got to be spiritually sober, and sometimes we get spiritually drunk. Sometimes we get we get you know we get so wrapped up in things that are happening that the confusion happens that we're not making smart decisions. Why? Because we're not leading on the Holy Spirit. We're leaning on our eyes. We're leaning on our ears. We're leaning on what our mouth is saying. We're not leaning and being guided by the Holy Spirit. 
we begin to talk and say things and believe things. And God gives us the Holy Spirit to discern things. Some might say, I have the Holy Spirit. Well, here's a good checklist. Like when they're checking your car. Check. Got that? Check. Check. Ooh, don't got that. Okay. I need to work on that. At night, Brother Lorenzo brought that message. He, you know, talked about the fruits of the Spirit. Is anybody remembering messages or are we just, we all struggling with our church memory? Do we struggle with church memory? You can remember, you know, anniversaries. You can remember an incident that happened when you were, but church memory, the word of God, the word of God is what needs to be emphasized, needs to be put as, as, as priority in our lives. It's just like what we need to hold on to. I'm not, I don't want to hold on to a, a sentimental moment that's, that's, that will be experienced many a times in my life. I want to hold on to what's true, what's healing, what's powerful, what the word of God can do, what can restore me. I want to hold on to what's, what's, what's mighty. I want to hold on to what's speaking to me today. And the Holy Spirit is telling us, Am I asleep in you? Am I not moving? Have you whitened me by your opinions, your philosophies? As the news quietened in me, as everyday society quietened in me and you. Because we see Peter here seven weeks after it would have been very easy for him to say, look, look, I want everybody to be calm here. This is new. This is my first message. I'm really nervous, all right? I'm nervous, y'all. I'm nervous. This is my, you guys are a lot of people here. Oh, my God, I didn't think that many people were going to show up. Wow. Okay. Um, I want to tell you about Jesus. And we see Peter speaking with an authority that God gave them. And yet we find ourselves in our homes. Not realizing the authority we have to cast out. The authority we have to pray on. Because it's asleep asleep I can't do this I'm just Peter I denied him I denied him God really you want to be in front of these people sleep and he could have decided to say you know what God man this is too soon seven weeks give me seven years to get in this get a little bit of experience something in us has to be Awakened. The spirit that God has given us has power. It has power to overcome things that have been difficult to overcome. It has power to reveal and to, 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 to bring things new that need to be made new. This break curses of repetitiveness of the 40 years in the desert 
of, of 120 years with the wall broken down. It has power. It has power. It has power. It has power if you unleash it. If you cage it, it won't do nothing. If you sin against it, it'll turn on you. And let's thank God for his mercy, for the messes that comes in times of need, in times of, 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 of wanting to turn on the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for, for showing me this, God. And before, before it was too late and, and my world would have just collapsed on me, Jesus. My world would have just fell apart, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me something, Jesus, before it was too late. I was, I was close. I was close. I was close. I was close to breaking this commitment with you and having the Holy Spirit turn on me, Jesus. But your mercy reached me Jesus your mercy lifted me up again Jesus I need to hold on to you differently Jesus nothing's happening in my life right now Jesus because I'm holding this Holy Spirit back I'm accepting too much of what the Holy Spirit is telling me is wrong I'm fitting too much into my life much unpacking of what doesn't fit in my new life with you, Jesus. I'm hoarding old habits, sentiments, customs, beliefs. Instead of saying, God, what are you showing me through the Holy Spirit? I want to believe in this, Jesus. If we turn to 2 Peter 3, 9. Man, what a word here. I like this. I mean, slack? What? I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty neat. The Lord is not slack. El Señor no tarda. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. And some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now listen to this. Now listen to this. This is where we can get confused. This is where we cannot, we cannot form and, and shape this word because it says that he wants all men to come to repentance. It doesn't say all men will come to repentance. It's still the same message that we just read in Titus where, where we see salvation coming by the grace. That it was for all men. Kind, but we see here that it's not. It's not. It's not that he's just. You know, he's like, oh yeah, I, I did kind of make a commitment back to earth, right? I should go back there and get those guys. Yeah, you know, you know, because you forget an appointment, because you you forget something, doesn't mean that God forgets. It means that He's merciful and He's wanting this gospel to get to people. But is this gospel getting to people if it's not getting to you? 
And the Holy Ghost is dormant. It's too busy in things. Oh, I'm too busy in this. Oh, I'm too busy in that. When it's too busy in things. It cannot have the power that it had with Peter that day. And it's too busy in things. Sometimes you got to tell your life, shh, shh, and listen to God. You see, the Holy the Holy Spirit isn't just for you to, you know, you know, get all radical and grab somebody and I'm going to pray on you. Holy Spirit, let me get you it. The Holy Spirit is for you to be empowered first. We, we've got to ex, ex, accept what, what see, the Holy Spirit came for the power us first because something's got to get us up. Something got to get it's got to get us moving. Something's got to inspire us, remind us of the sacrifices of Christ. Something's got to put into remembrance what Christ did for us. Something's got to something's got to awaken you and say tell him, talk to him, tell her, talk to her. Something's got to move you, motivate you. Something's got to shake you inside and make you realize the value of this gift. It goes to sleep. We put it to sleep sometimes. We can't receive the power that God has promised us to have. Holy Spirit, right now I need you to calm the storm. Holy Spirit, Right now, I need you to reveal in me what is happening. Holy Spirit, right now, I want you to cover this place with your protection, your love. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. It's with us, brothers and sisters. We've got to put it into action in our lives. If we turn to Mark 16, 16. El que creeré y fuere bautizado será salvo. You know, me gusta, me gusta, siempre cuando estoy leyendo las escrituras, me gusta no, no leer bien, bien rápido. Yo, yo no sé si es porque necesito decirlo despacito para entenderlo. No sé si es. But it, it could be, you know, I'll read it slow so I can understand it. Or is it that I want to, I want to read it slow because I really want to, I really want to use grammar, right? We see here the semicolon that's breaking this thing up that's, you know, like, Let's break it up the way it's saying it here. It says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Okay, man, if we could just, just cut the rest out, right? Right? Take the rest out. That's pretty. That's pretty, though. That's the way out. I mean, come on. 
That's the way, that's the way we want to hear it, right? Peter could have been up there on, on okay, Peter could have been up there giving this message and he could have just been like, no, I know, I know y'all, y'all, we messed up, we messed up, but you know what? You know, it's all right. It's all right. You just realize you messed up. That's it. But it says right here, it says, he that believeth shall be saved and baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth, he that believeth not, shall be damned. Oh, no, this, is, this isn't right, because, I mean, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't, this is too harsh. This is, I, I, this is not PC. This is not politically correct. This is not, this is not fair. This is, doesn't seem right. It should just be fair. I want it fair, we say. I can't believe that, that, that I can be damned. I can't believe that, 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 that a Jesus of love, a Jesus that, that, that could damn me. How could he damn me? Because a sacrifice came to us. With an opportunity for all of us. Opportunity is oh man, it's it's powerful. Look at how many all these years, two thousand plus years, and we're still talking about this sacrifice. It's still a topic. But we cannot bypass things and just think it's as simple as you know how I feel today. How I want to make it. Because you know what? I didn't like the way you said that. And I, you know, I got some friends that are like that. Well, I got family that's like that. And I don't want to think that, that they're, 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 they're damned. Damned? You're saying that. Well, the moment that you, you awaken the spirit that's in you and you say, they are damned. Then the power in you can now reach out to those you love. But see, the problem is, is that, you know, and I, and I used to say this before, and I've heard pastors say it too, and I remember the first funeral, I was like, I can't send him to heaven. I can't send him to heaven. I can't send him to heaven. And you know what God taught me? He was like, look at your wrist, and I look at my wrist. I didn't see no scars. Who am I sending to heaven? I didn't hang on on cross. But you know what? That's a prime example right there. You'll be at a funeral, and there they are. They're already in heaven. Opposite of where the word of God says. It's just, how did that emotion come? How did that belief come? Why? Because somebody wanted to believe that without being guided by the Holy Spirit and searching the scriptures. Well, you know, I... I don't know what you just said there, but I don't agree with it. Come and talk to me then so we can search the scriptures because we'll find it together and you'll see where it says. 
after death. Sleep. And then the trumpet will sound. And judgment. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a responsibility to do. I got something I got to do. I got. There's people I love in my life. There's people. There's people around us. There's people at stores that you know they got to know that Jesus loves them and that Jesus came and gave His life for them. And 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 we got to awaken this 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 confidence that Peter had. That Peter was prepared to die that day. Peter was prepared to die that day because the Holy Ghost was directing him. And we got to be directed by the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is going to bring people into your life that need to hear about the love of Jesus. But, but the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is just like, shh, man, you're talking too much about the Holy Ghost tonight, Brother Gabriel. I'm afraid it's going to hear you. Because that means I got to do some work, and I'm already having a hard time, you know, keeping up with stuff that I got in my life. So now you're waking up this Holy Ghost that God has called me. I, you know, <laughs> shh, you know, sleep. Everything's okay. I'm here at church. Bring it to church and I awaken it. Receive. I didn't like that. Receive. I didn't like that. Receive. Oh, I didn't like that. It don't work that way. Because the Holy Spirit came and the power that it has and the love it has for us, it's going to guide us, it's going to protect us, it's going to reveal to us who Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. And it's going to inspire us to confidently walk up to anyone at any time and speak life into them. Oh, man, I tell you one thing. If we, can, if we could just draw to this Holy Spirit that it's been given to us, I... Uh, we turn to Matthew 7:13. Amen. Entrar por la puerta estrecha porque ancha es la puerta y espacioso el camino que lleva a perdición. Y muchos son los que entran por ella. Enter ye into the straight gate, for, the, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. So here's the struggle. I just, I, you know, I, 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 I would like for, for, to say this just so we don't get a little confused here. So, see, you see, right now it's pretty tight for us. Right now it, 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 we get up and, 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 and it's a challenge, right? Right now, you know, people, people that don't want to accept Jesus in their life and accept, you know, uh, uh, damnation, they, they, they get up and it's just wide and it's like, how do I feel today? You know what? You know, blah, 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 you know, forget you, me, 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 you know, ah, you know, go, go this, go that, you know, and it's just everything is evil and it's easy and it's just easy to not humble yourself not deny yourself not to carry your cross 
And, and it's just wide open. It's bad. It just makes it easy. I mean, come on. We want it easy, right? Remember the cheats that we talked about in life? We start to bring those into our spiritual walk. And, but, 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 but he says here, Jesus says here, that it's, 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 a, it's a narrow path. It's tight. It's hard. I'm going to give you a spirit. Make it easier to guide you, to motivate you, to inspire you. To speak life into people. When you say it, you're going to believe and it's going to happen. But you know what? There's a lot of people that are going to like the wide road. But that wide road is going to take you straight to destruction, the damnation. The problem is, is that a lot of us, we get here and, and, and we get here and instead of getting tooled up, getting ammoed up, we start thinking already about someone that needs this. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man, my kids. Oh, man, my husband. Oh, man, my wife. Oh, man, my coworker. Oh, man. Oh, man. And we're nothing but all mans. Instead of accepting this in us, girding ourselves up with the armor of God, This, this Holy Spirit then takes over, and guess what? The next time you say something, something's going to move. The next time you, you declare something, something's going to happen. Because God sees the preparedness that you are at. See, the problem is, is that God's not, not, not wanting to do something in you. It's that you haven't ignited with your preparedness. The Holy Spirit. Man, we, 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 we start honing in and, 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 and we start to bring in this Holy Spirit and we start to say, okay, God, this Holy Spirit, man, seven weeks, seven weeks after you're hanging on the cross and Peter is giving a message of salvation that would then establish the church and the acts of the church. How do I get some of that, Jesus? You got it. You got it. It's in you. It's in you. It's the confidence you have when you give me glory and you recognize that it wasn't man that found it. It was me that revealed it to man. It wasn't man that healed it. It was me that worked it. It's not going to be man that restores it. It's going to be me opening opportunities. Oh man, you know, uh, you y'all, you ain't, you know, God gave me a message. The title is, y'all, re- y'all ain't ready for this. I don't know, I don't know. I've, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we, you know, we're just, you know, like, yeah, that's so good. And we're, 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 where's the spirit that's in us that wants to shout, that wants to praise God, that wants to glorify God? Where's the spirit that we that we can trust in? It's just sometimes we're just like, you know, again, come on. I, I, I was a type of, I'm a radical type of person. I'm a person that's foolish. You think you know who I am? You don't have any idea who I am. I'm the type of guy when I'm with Lorenzo, he's kicking me under the table. enough but there's something inside of me that believes this 
If we could just, if we could just awaken this spirit that's in us and say, God, right now, release this, God, release this Holy Spirit, Lord, that you put inside of me to guide me, Jesus. Open, open opportunities for me, Jesus. I believe doors are going to open for me, Jesus, but I've got, I've got to stay focused right now in you, Jesus, and believe the word the way it says it, Lord Jesus. Am I doing, am I fulfilling the word that's being said, or have I created a religion? Have I established something inside of me? to accept those around me that might be lost. I can't, I just can't see. I can't see, you know. I can't see God being like that, you know. And you better get on your game because you got some work to do. Remember, Pastor? Do, 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 do. The trumpet's got a sound. It's got a sound in you first. Well, well. Oh my, I can't even remember my phone number to give to somebody. Peter was, was dropping some David Psalms. A fisherman. He was an accountant. He was an, a physician. God, 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 God's going to use you and, and, and your limitations. God, God wants to be glorified. And what you didn't think you had the strength for, God wants to take you and show people who he uses. I can't do it. I just don't know what to do. I don't even know where to start at because you're not being guided by the spirit. You're being guided by the flesh and the fears that it brings. Who am I? Who am I? You know, what, what, what can I fix? Oh, man, you have no idea who you are when, when the Holy Spirit is released in you. You have no idea who you are when the Holy Spirit is released in you. Awaken. Awaken, God. Awaken the spirit inside of me. Oh, Jesus, awaken it. If we turn to Hebrews 9. Así también Cristo fue ofrecido una vez para agotar los pecados de mucho. Y la segunda vez sin pecado será visto. De los que le esperan para salud. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I hear Peter's message still resounding. Jesus came to bear our sins. We don't understand it. How could this man come to do this? He, he came to do it. Our mind might never captivate this, but the mercy and grace that God did this has given me salvation. But he came to do this, and unto them, look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Now listen to this. This is pretty interesting, because again, I read it too fast. Remember, I tell you I don't like to do this. So Christ was offered, was once offered to bear the sins of many. Some of us sometimes... Because you hear the word sinner, but we're all sinners here. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I, again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you're at, but I, I count myself first in it. You know, I, 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 wanna, I said, man, God, you came and found me when I was in, in a bad state. You know, I, you know, I'm a mess. But you came and found me and, and, and you took my sins and it says, and unto them that look for who? For him, 
shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Now, this is what's really important because, see, a lot of the times we're not looking unto him. We're looking unto us to fit him into it. You see, a lot of the times we're not looking unto him. We're looking, we're looking like, man, this just feels better this way. And what we're going to do is we're going to miss him the second time when he comes for salvation. We're not going to be prepared for him because we're too busy not looking for him. We're trying to find ourselves. We, we, he found us already. He found us in our sins, it said. I mean, we just got to look for him now. It's just like, you know, okay, God, okay, okay, where are you at, Jesus? Okay, there you are right there, okay. The word tells me this, okay, to trust in you, okay, with all my heart. Okay, okay, where are you at, Jesus? Okay, I can hear stuff. I'm hearing stuff, but I'm still looking at you because, you know, it says you're a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All right, Jesus. All right, I don't care what anybody's telling me right now. I'm going to follow your word, Jesus, because your word has gotten me to hear, Jesus. Your word has gotten me to hear. It sustained me to hear. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's, what's below is, is trying to push me to. It doesn't matter what, what people are saying and, and, and the world is thinking, Jesus. You're, you're telling me to be prepared like, like today's my last time. I'm seeking prophecy. I'm seeking repentance and acceptance of who I was first. And the power of the Holy Spirit being released to move things. Move. I need them to move. I need them to move out of my way. I need things to just be gone from me. I need things just to move. They've been there too long. The Spirit's been too dormant. It's not, it's not doing anything. It's just, it's coddling things. It's, it's, it's well, if I don't say it this way, if I'm not like this, it's, then there's something worse can happen. It's the worst that can happen than damnation. <laughs> what do we do, Peter? What do we do then? Man, be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission is of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It shall come shall guide you it'll give you words man i love i love when i hear people and i can hear them talk and i know it's the holy spirit that gave them those words the power the impact they have sometimes we put that holy spirit to sleep when we're too much in the holy flesh too busy in the holy Things instead of the Holy Spirit. What are you saying, Gabriel? I mean, I just don't understand. But don't, don't, don't mistake and I'm telling you, I'm just saying, you know, you know. You see the example. Lorenzo brought this up too. Young man that comes up to Jesus. I mean, he was in the Holy Spirit, right? He had to have been. Oh, commandments i'm all i'm all right there i'm with you jesus yeah come on what do you what you got what you got jesus always knows 
the one thing in all of us. And we have to, with the Holy Spirit, look for that thing. Reveal unto me. David even said, Paul said, this wicked thing inside of me makes me seek out mercy and grace from God. It hasn't been taken, but I subject it to God's word. Daily, I bring it here. And God works it out. What needs to be removed? What does the Holy Spirit need to be made known? Romans 1.16. Porque no me avergüenzo del evangelio porque es potencia de Dios para salud a todo aquel que qué al judío al judío primeramente y también al griego now listen to this so so see this this is this is it this is it this is this is this is this is the easy way of doing it. This this is it. I, I, I could build a religion off of this one verse. I, I'm I'm starting a religion off of Romans 1.16. This is it. Something inside of me. It was in Cornelius. You read an Acts, something inside of him. He's drawing me. There's more. There's more. There's there's more than just. And everyone that believeth is going to receive it. And we read what the more was. Who repents? It says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek." But but it didn't end there. It didn't just say for everyone that believeth. It, it, we, we we read in Acts. We read we read seven weeks after the cross was still fresh. The the tomb would have still been the body would have still been warm seven weeks later, and we see Peter declaring it. We see Paul here, and he's talking to those that just, see, there was people in Rome that had been like, oh, man, that's Jewish stuff. That was for the Jews. You see, man, Paul was like, no, you don't understand this. That this beautiful, this beautiful God came for all mankind. He came to his people. They rejected him. Still came. He's here today. And when he reveals his salvation to us, how could we desire anyone to be lost? Well, that person deserved to die. Can't believe he just did all those things. A person deserves to die. Look where they were at. There should be a sadness that comes over our hearts because Christ and his salvation didn't reach them in time. We start to bear this cross that Christ had 
that he didn't use pride. He didn't use uh, a bitterness or, or a retaliation type of mindset. He, 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 Father, forgive him. And we learn from him. If we turn to John 10, 28. Y yo les doy vida eterna. Y no perecerán para siempre, ni nadie las arrebatará, arrebatará de mi mano. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Verse 29. I gave you 29, right, brother? Mi padre que me las dio. Mayor que todos es y nadie las puede arrebatar de la mano de mi padre. Wait a second here. No, that's not right. He just said he was not going to take them out of his hand. So, okay. I bet you John made a mistake here. Because Jesus said, if we go back to 28, just read it real quick because I think I'm, I might have read it, my Spanish. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Okay, so I give them eternal life. Okay, Jesus gives me eternal life, and I'm not going to perish because, of course, I have eternal life. But neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Okay, so now this is Jesus speaking. Now, now he goes, 29, it says... My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So I got some in my hand. My father's got some in his hand. That's the way it would lead you to believe. If you just stop there. If we just stop reading there. But we read here in verse... 30, it says, I and my father are one. Ain't no four hands here and there's a hand here that's holding us. That it came to us and yet we've not been so excited to share this hand, this revelation of who Jesus can be to this world. It's broken. It's hurting right now. This world is hurting right now. This world, this, this world in my lifetime has never experienced what has happened this year. In my lifetime, I don't think I've seen this or it's been this traumatic. And yet we sit back and we just, you know, eating the popcorn, watching the show. Instead of awakening the spirit to speak. 
life to those that are damned. I'd like for us to all stand up. The sentiment, this blindness, this is enough just showing up. It's enough me holding on to this only and not calling what is what is. I I don't want to find myself in front of God and God tell me, why didn't you say something? You had an opportunity. You, 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 you had the opportunity to tell them that, that I came here for them. I came here. I, I was in a nice place. You got to understand me. The king of glory. But I stepped from that and I came here because I love the life that I seen in you. That I seen in you if you could accept me. I loved seeing what this world would do, the innocence it would take from you. How it wanted to destroy you and just and just break you, but to see life in you with my grace and my mercy. You don't dwell on things that you can't fix or you can't, but that you empower through the Spirit that I've given you things to speak with power and authority. But you need to awaken this because it's been asleep too long. The time is coming where all we're going to be able to rely on is the word that's in us. We will live in a society where they'll destroy every remembrance of who Christ is and what the word of God is. And it'll just be in you. What is in you that's not allowing it to awaken. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Lord Jesus, I ask that your Holy Spirit fall on us tonight, Lord. And awaken our hearts, Jesus. I ask, Lord, that your spirit fall on us right now, Lord, and realize, Jesus, who you are and what you are in our lives, Lord. Reveal yourself. I ask that you reveal yourself, Lord. We've known who you are, Jesus. But we haven't opened the gift. We have used this gift as you asked us to, Father. 
as we see the example here with Peter, Lord, speaking of authority, speaking with confidence of who you are, Jesus, I ask, Lord, that the spirit, the spirit that will, that will take lukewarm actions and make them on fire for you, Jesus. I ask that the spirit, Lord, that, that, that has denied, denied your word, Jesus, that has denied, Jesus, what the word is that we just read, that there you believe or you're damned. I ask, Lord, that the spirit, Lord, if the spirit is here, Lord, and that we just, and we just want to freely give this out, Lord, that you reveal to us, Lord, the price that was paid, Lord, and that we become believers, repented. I ask, Lord, that you also ignite in us, Jesus, the trumpet, that we may be able to sound off, Lord, to this world that's looking for answers, Jesus. This world is confused, Lord. Why are these things happening? But we trust in you, Father, that you will take us through things, Lord, and there's a process, Lord, that needs to come. Prepare us, Lord, by awakening our spirit tonight. That we can speak to our children life. That we can fulfill, Lord, the purpose that you have in our lives. Awaken, Lord, awaken this spirit that's in us. Let me restore, Lord, all these years that we've wasted in our we may be able to speak with the confidence that you've given us. We ask this in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus. God bless everyone tonight, brothers and sisters. I'm going to ask the group to pass on up here. Again, there's times that we, we establish a feeling, a cheat, something that we don't fulfill the word as it was written, as it was paid for, and and, and we establish something, and, and, and we and we just want to, you know, we, we want a little bit of sugar in the medicine. Makes the medicine go down. Makes the medicine go down. Makes the medicine go down. A little sugar, right? Well, sometimes we got to just take the medicine. If we take it, and our hearts are pricked. And we'll be inspired for conviction. God bless everyone tonight, brothers and sisters. Let's keep on praying for those in need of prayer. Amen. That God may be with Sister Sandra. That God may be with those that are all struggling with sicknesses. Also, like I sent the message today, brothers and sisters, that we may pray for Will, who came and visited us as he's um, with hospice and they're already preparing for the worst. God has the final say in everything. Amen? Praise the Lord. With this song right here, we're dismissed.